Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. Welcome to Parshat Ve'era. That's this week's Torah teaching. It can be found in the book of Exodus. That's the second book of the Torah. Chapter 6 starts at verse 2. There's a lot going on, but I have to tell you, I started reading the first two lines of this Parsha, of this week's teaching, and boom, I was stopped in my tracks. I didn't even need to go too much further. The first line the first line goes like this. God spoke to Moshe, to Moses, and said to him, I am Adonai. And then the next line, right, verse 3. I, God speaking, I appeared to Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai. But I did not make myself known to them by my name, Adonai. Wow. This is quite dramatic. God is basically turning to Moshe and said, "Um, Okay, you know, I have a name that no one else has called me before, but I want you, Moshe, to call me by this name. And that name is Adonai. Now, I need to be really, really, really clear, because if you open up the Bible— especially if you're looking at the Hebrew. And you can look at a Bible, you can go to Safaria, okay, online, or you can open up your Bible. But if you read it in Hebrew, it's not actually going to say Adonai, because that would be spelled Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. And here, God's name is actually spelled differently. It's spelled Yud and He and Vav and He. Or in English, it would be Y, H, and then uh, V and H. But we don't actually pronounce that name. We actually don't pronounce God's name. That says a lot about the special relationship that we have with God. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but the world that I grew up in, I did not call my dad Eric. I did not call my mom Penny. I did not call my grandfather's Irving or Joel. Okay, there was a sense of this respect. There was great love, but there was great awe. I don't want to chum around with God. I don't, he doesn't need to be one of my, you know, one of my buddies. That's not what I'm looking for. That's not my relationship with the Almighty. It is like a child to a parent. God is my healer. God is my king. You know, I'm not going to shoot pool with God. So we don't, we don't call God by the name that as it's written. And it tells us, tells us so much about just how special that relationship is. Isn't that interesting that God is saying to Moshe, Listen, I had a very close relationship with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they knew me by a different name. They knew me as El Shaddai. Now, it's interesting that El Shaddai is actually said as it is written, although there is a custom even then to change it a little bit. So instead, we may say Kel Shakai. You hear it? We make make it a little bit different, again, to give a little bit of that respect and that awe. But when it comes to Adonai, when it comes to the name that is written in the in the Torah, the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He, we don't pronounce it. There's something very, very, very sacred about this. And this has a lot to do with the rules and regulations uh, that a Torah scribe, a Sofer Stam, must learn in order to write the, the Hebrew letters in the Torah or any sacred writings, in any sacred scroll. It's very important because the letters themselves, if they're not done correctly, okay, then that means that you could make a mistake and write that letter 
to look like a different letter. In other words, the integrity or the identity, okay, of that letter could be compromised. And if that happens, you know that you know what happens then. What happens is, is that the entire meaning of the Torah, the Torah that was given from, by God at Mount Sinai, could actually change. And if you think about it, not only would it change in the Hebrew, but all the translations as well of the Hebrew would actually also reflect a very different meaning. It would, it would be a disaster. The other thing is, is that when we're talking about sacred writings, we're talking about a Torah scroll, we're talking about tefillin, a Megillah, these are all things that you actually say a blessing over, you say a bracha over it. And you absolutely have to make sure that if you're going to say a blessing over something, it has to be kosher. Now, kosher, a lot of people think that kosher it just pertains to food. You know, is that hamburger kosher? Is that box of cookies kosher? I don't know. Check the check the the label. See if there's an OU or a K or something. But kosher actually means fit. Is it fit? Is it fit for saying a blessing? So that's the question. Are the letters kosher? And that's why these these rules are so important. So all the more so, can you imagine the rules and regulations for writing God's name? So now you're getting into a whole bunch of other rules and regulations. For example, intention. I have to make sure that before I write God's name that I have what's called kavanah. I have the intention where I actually say, speak out. doesn't matter. No, but even, even if I'm alone, usually I am alone in my, in my room when I'm writing. I have to say out loud that I'm writing this for the intention right, of writing the holiness of God's name. This entire group of laws pertaining to writing God's name is called Kedushat Hashemot, which has to do with the laws of governing the sanctification of God's name. Making sure that I write God's name in the correct place, okay? Because erasing God's name is not an option. There's no erasing God's name. So if I, if I write God's name in the wrong place, on the wrong part of the line, that's going to be an issue. The ink, I have to make sure that as I'm filling up my feather kulmus, my writing instrument, I need to make sure that the ink is only being used for, for God's name. What happens if the letters of God's name touch the letters beside it, either before it or after it? So if you are going to start scraping away or separating those letters, you have to make sure that you don't, right, that you don't separate or touch any part of the letters that make up God's name. There's so many rules and regulations for the purpose of safeguarding and protecting and making sure that the sanctity, that the holiness of God's name is, is protected. When I read the first opening words of Vayera and God is introducing God's self as Adonai, it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Suddenly we have a name that Moshe can call and refer to that has such sanctity around it that we don't even pronounce it the way that it's written. So I have got a story. It's rather humorous and it's true. And it took place 24 years ago. I want to share it with you right after this message. Would you like to have your favorite Bible verse as it was originally written or give someone you love a special gift? Shmuel will create a Hebrew Bible verse of your choice on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is set in a handcrafted wood frame in a choice of hues and silhouetted by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is offered in three exquisite colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, sacredscrolls.net. So here's the story. It's a true story. It took place, I think, in 1997 or 1998. So it's like 23 or 24 years ago. When I first started studying Sofrit, the 
Torah scribal art. So I took this course in Jerusalem, and the course was divided into two parts. There was the halacha part of the class, the the actual laws. Um, And that was done in a small class situation. I think we started off with about 10 guys and the rabbi. And then the other part of the course was masi, the actual hands-on technical part of how do you actually write the letters. And that was taught by a different rabbi. His name was Rav Label. That would be two students would be working with Rav Label at at any one time. You'd make an appointment, schedule time with him. And my study partner was my old friend, Rabbi Matt Berkowitz, who I referred to as Moshe, and we would learn with Rav Label. Now, the way it worked is that Rav Label would sit at his sofa table, at his scribe table. And by the way, if you want to see what a scribe table looks like, then head on over to my website at sacredscrolls.net, click on the gallery tab, and there is a whole gallery there called the Sofer Table. And check it out. There's some really, really nice pictures over there of what a scribal table looks like, the actual kumus, what the feather pen looks like, okay, and other cool things. So again, sacredscrolls.net, and then click on the gallery tab, and then look for the gallery called the Sofer Table. I think, I think you may find it interesting. Anyways, so Matt Berkowitz and I would go and learn with Rev Label. The way it would work, you know how sometimes you just kind of fall into these traditions and fall into these habits, I guess? So the way it would work is, is that Moshe, Matt, would sit to the right of Rev Label, and I would sit to the left. And this is kind of this is the way it worked out every week after week. And so Rev Label is right-handed, and he's writing in Hebrew from right to left. And Moshe is sitting to his right. And what would happen is is that Rav Label would say, okay, now I'm going to show you how to write a letter. I'm going to show you how to write, I don't know, the letter Aleph or the letter Bet or it doesn't matter, the letter Dalet. And it's very interesting. Now that I think about it, Rav Label would inhale and hold his breath. And then Moshe would stand up and then I would stand up. And we would be standing up while Rav Label would write the letter. And then Rav Label would finish writing the letter and he would exhale, which is very interesting. And then we'd sit down. And this was going on for week after week. And at one point, Rev Label had to get something. He left the room. And so it was just my dear friend, Matt Berkowitz and I. And Matt turns to me and he says, Shmuel, I have a question. You know, I know why I'm standing up. Why are you standing up every time Rev Label writes a letter? And I'm like, uh, well, aren't you supposed to? And Matt says, you know, I'm sitting to his right, which means his hand is blocking my view, right? I can't see as he's writing the letter. So I'm standing up so that I can see over his hand and watch him write the letter. But why are you standing up? You're sitting to his left. You have a, a clear shot. I said to him, Matt, you're not going to believe this. I thought that was the custom. I thought that's what you're supposed to do. I figured you know what's going on, you know? you're standing up. I figure I'm standing up. We both got a really good laugh about this. And and we decided, you know what, let's just keep this tradition going. I want you to know that this evening, I called up Rabbi Matt Berkowitz, and I just wanted to verify that this story actually took place 23 or 24 years ago. You know how after a long time, your imagination may make up its own facts. And uh, he verified it. He said, no, Shmuel, you have it absolutely, absolutely right. So thank you for that.
I just want to give a shout out to Matt Berkowitz and the great work that he does. He is the co-founder and director of development of this absolutely incredible initiative called Kol Ha'ot. And you want to see something amazing. You want to be inspired. Go over to their website at kolhaot.com. That's spelled K-O-L-H-A-O-T.com. Kolhaot imparts Jewish values, texts, and history through a creative synthesis of the visual and performing arts. And they're located in Jerusalem, you know, right across from Jaffa Gate called the Artist Quarter. Really cool area. And once COVID is over, you can go over there and check them out. But in the meantime, see what's going on on their website because you can still participate in workshops. They have an artist in residence. They've got educators doing innovative training. And I've participated in a couple of seminars online. And very, very exciting and very inspiring. You can check them out either on Facebook or Instagram or sign up on email. And again, they're kolhaot.com. Go over and visit them. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So there you go. I hope uh, you're as excited and as passionate as I am about the Hebrew letters. It's just so incredible that this holiness is accessible to us. It's calling out to us and welcoming us inside to learn more, to dig deeper, and go higher. Please join me every week for new ideas, and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. In the Beginning is produced by Sacred Scrolls. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. If you have any questions or comments, please be in touch through our website at sacredscrolls.net. Thank you for listening.